Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. I'd like to have a couple more beers in me before I'm splattered across the landscape, and currently I'm much too sober to appreciate it. Welcome to the Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia, farting muck monster. Hail. <laughs> Frank, I really couldn't believe they were farting. <laughs> uh, Jeff, talk about really ruining anything. I mean, like, oh my God. I, I can't wait to talk about this movie. Ruining like, and making that, better? <laughs> it, it really is just astounding. Like, why anybody. It's astounding. <laughs> It is astounding, but we'll get into it, our catchphrase. My goodness, yes, today we are uh, on the Canon Canon. This is the podcast where we talk about Canon films, all of their amazing output. And uh, we also, as you know, if you have been listening to this, unless you're a big uh, head for this movie, which there are a lot of them out there, yeah. including you, uh, uh, and now maybe including me, uh, we often will do uh, Could Have Been a Canon uh, episodes, which is movies that we have deemed, we think they could have been produced by the Canon Film Group. Yeah. And uh, today is also one we have... We have threatened. We have Probably threatened day, since, since like, day one. I want to say day one. Like, I mean, it was, I'm amazed, much like uh, some of the other ones in general that we've talked about forever, including canon films like Bloodsport, that we haven't gotten to it at this point. And I'm, I don't know, in some ways, maybe I'm glad that it took this long to get to 1986's spookies spookies <laughs> i always like because i i always now that i say spookies i have to say it like joe bob yeah spookies <laughs> oh man and yeah so uh, well right away one again this is our could have been a canon uh, uh, if you also, uh, haven't, uh, been listening, it was your first episode. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Canon Canon. Uh, if you sign up there, we have multiple tiers. Uh, we have, uh, uh, many different benefits. You get these could have been a Canon episodes a month early. So if you're listening to it before it comes out on the main feed, that's because you're a Patreon member, but you can also pick a could have been a Canon for us currently. If you're listening to this, on the day that we release it, Johnny Mnemonic has moved <laughs> from the uh, uh, Patreon feed to the main feed, and that was one that was picked by a Patreon member. You can get us to pick a movie that we will watch and introduce it yourself, and we've had nothing but great picks. Yeah. Uh and, you know, you'll also get bonus commentary episodes. You'll get bonus uh, soundtrack videos, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and you'll also help us pick movies sometimes in polls. Uh, but this one, this one is just our choice, baby. Uh, That's right. And, again, yeah, this is one we, we've talked about. It's come up so much. Like, so it comes times. up all the time. I don't even, like... How did we even start talking about it? I mean, I know you're you you were a fan before I watched yeah. it today. 
I think I brought it up because of uh, movies like Hard Rock Zombies. And yeah, I mean, even before that, I think when we had talked about could have been a canon about doing it, I think I was excited because I was like, oh, that would be a movie I would pick. Yeah. And it and so, yeah, so this movie, it was a first time watch for me. I realize it it really is like, and that's part of it. This conversation comes up all the time with Spookies where you have watched it as a child. Oh, yeah. Fair amount, like a large amount. Yeah. And, uh, and, and as will also happen with movies, like you, you think you haven't seen and then you start watching you're like, oh, I picked up a scene or two here. Completely, completely (laughs) new to me. I don't know how I miss Spookies. The whole time I was like, I, there was a moment where I was like, am I going to find out this is where that doll I won't stop fucking talking about with the metal jaws is from and a lady oh, right. in fur? Because I was like, it could be the way this movie's going. Yeah. could be anything at any moment. Uh, and so, yeah, this movie was a wild ride from yes. the beginning. Yes. And I'm almost, it's weird too, because I was like, this is a movie that has come up. And then little bits, I'd be like, oh yeah, I kind of remember talking about that. But I appreciate that you, maybe because your memories were hazy of watching it as a kid. But just like, I I appreciate that you didn't really let me know what this movie is. Oh yeah. No, because you can't, I mean, you have to, this is the type of movie where you have to be like, you just have to watch it. Yeah. So if you if you have not seen this movie and you're just listening to this, I highly recommend you watch it uh, one of a few ways. The mm-hmm. you can find it on YouTube. It's kind of a shitty transfer, but like that's the way I remember because of the. It's the kind low of fun grade. to watch the shit. It's really transfer. fun to watch. Yeah, the shit transfer. Or you could go to Shutter and you can see the vinegar uh, vinegar syndrome mm-hmm. 4K restoration. Or you can watch the Joe Bob Briggs last drive-in version where you get his commentary in between scenes, which is really great. I mean, it's fun. If you love Joe Bob and you want to see this movie, I do recommend you see it that way. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, buy the DVD from, I guess it's short run, but if you can find it on eBay or whatever, you could do that. But I recommend that you watch the movie before you listen to this. Yeah, we always um, say like it usually you'll get a better time, but a lot of people do will well, you know, will you know, yeah. listen to the episode and then maybe go back. Uh but this does feel like one that it's like it yeah. you'll you'll still have a good time listening to us. And not to but, not to make you stop listening, but we want you to watch spookies too. <laughs> Cause anytime I explain it to people, I'm just like I, I the only thing I say is like it's a low budget horror film uh that we're Two movies basically put together, uh, which is half true, but then also uh, it's it's not great, but the creature effects are awesome. Yeah, and it's entertaining as hell. Um, yeah, and it just it's just so fun for me. And like I don't like it in an ironic way at no. all. I I I there's so much I can appreciate with it, and that I'm just like it just the movie just blows my mind. You know, <laughs> just like. It it does, and I do think, uh, yeah, I would even I would recommend watching it, watching it on a first time. I would recommend either, yeah, the shitty version on YouTube because it feels like it should be dirty, yeah, 
But at the same time, yeah, I guess probably the VHS transfer is probably dirty because this is also a movie that made $17,000, not to yeah. blow the fact low, but that's like a huge sit like in the theaters. Like it made yeah. literally nothing. And it was I, released two years after the fact here in America because, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was released technically in 1986, but then 1988 in America. Right theatrically it's one so, of those confusing releases where yeah. yeah where it was like released overseas but not yeah i would almost recommend watching the f- ver- watch it as a whole maybe not how i watched it and i just thought it worked well was like watch it as a whole so you take it in as like the beast that it is and then go back and watch joe bob's in betweens <laughs> Which I often will do. Like, I'll just, like, especially if it's a horror movie I've seen a billion times. Like, I'll yeah. be like, I don't really need to watch City of the Living Dead right now, but I want to hear what Joe Bob has to say. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, like, Joe Bob really did, like, he always does, but it really uh, filled in a lot of information. And as I texted you, it's sometimes fun. Like, this is one that he clearly, like, doesn't hold, like, in that high regard. No, uh, no, not at all. Which is great. I mean, it got two stars from Joe Bob. <laughs> Joe Bob recommends. Uh, and But that kind of gives it, like, there's no gravitas to it, but he still does seem to appreciate And, like, I don't know. It just kind of it made it a little bit more, like, I love a fact dump. And it was, like, oh, yeah. a good, nice fact dump. He couldn't oh. get over the fact that where it was filmed, uh, you know, the, <laughs> yes. the one of the like the first, authors. I think the first Supreme Court judge, his yeah. house, one of the original uh, authors of the Federalist Papers, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a, a great watch, and and it is also a movie that, as you said, like kind of. I think all movies are, are 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 helped by kind of knowing at least some of the background, but I do think this one really helps to be like, oh, oh yeah. that's what's going on here. Because without it, and without even just knowing the basic facts of it being a slam together, but not completely two movies, it 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 makes less sense and feels. <laughs> uh, dumber in a different way like it's like it actually makes you be like oh okay now i get why this was happening it doesn't justify it but you're still just like oh okay at least i know what i was dealing with here if you've ever been in a situation where you've written something and either you're not working on anymore or somebody's brought in to rewrite it and you're like you wanted this fix, but then yet you made it more complicated with this rewrite. Yes. What? <laughs> it's know? like it's it's the low rent horror version of uh, taking the evil that men do style of making a movie, like of just like I'm going to fix these plot holes by making more plot holes, <laughs> and then combine it with hard rock zombies style, like because that's the other part is like, and we'll get into it. Again, our catchphrase, but it's like, yeah, you can see that the fixes made it more confusing. Yes. Uh, I mean, that being... I get where they were coming from, but Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that being said, I watched this and then I also watched M. Night's Old, which weirdly had the same 
like lineup to me of just like and even <laughs> of but, all the characters yeah. well because yeah like i was like it's and i know that's part of it is like when we watch these movies like whatever i watch immediately after i somehow draw connections to but i was just like watching old uh and you know uh, i won't give as many spoilers for old but you could jump ahead maybe like 30 seconds or five minutes according to how i talk like Ooh. i was just like i'd rather watch spookies than old because, mm-hmm. like, old was batshit, like, and not in a good way, <laughs> and was exhausting, like, parts of Spookies can be because you're just like, what is going on? What? Now we're doing a new thing? Now we're yeah. doing a new thing? And, and... At least with Spookies, you're like, this was low rent. Like, with old, like, I was like, you put money, and you are, like, an auteur at one point. Like, some level of auteur. And when that fucking movie, you watched old? No, okay. I, I know about it. I just said, this is, this is not a spoiler, so I won't give them spoilers. But, like... No, you can give spoilers. Okay. I don't care. Literally... Yeah, if you are listening, uh, yeah... Literally, forward. the first couple lines of the movie are a fa- are the family and the kids that are going to get old, and the mother is like, "I can't wait to hear what your voice sounds like when you get older." Oh, and then yeah. the kids like, "Can I scuba dive at this at this resort?" And they're like, "I don't know, you're a little too young for that." And like, that's how it feels the whole movie. But then, as also my wife described, which is kind of how Spookies feels, for like. I want to say 45 minutes of old. It's like crescendo music playing, and they're just running from one end of the old weird beach to the other end of the old weird beach going, oh my God, now this is happening. Oh, now this is happening. Oh my God, these kids who were six an hour ago just had sex and have a child. (laughs) And it's unclear if they're deciding if... They are going to have the minds of a child or the mind of an adult. And it kind of depends on what scene it is. And then at the end, wraps it up with a classic M. Night twist that you're like, what? And if you ever watch it, but I also don't really even recommend it. I was like, I'm pushing. My wife was like, why are we doing this? But it's so much information all at once that doesn't necessarily add up. And you're constantly like, or you could have done like 20 less things. And... So, like that's a little bit how you feel watching Spookies. Wait, what? So, what's the twist? I'll I'll give you the twist. If you really don't want the reveal, f- fast forward here for like a minute. The twist is, uh, uh, there is an old beach. It makes you old, uh, because of some uh blown up explanation. It doesn't make any sense about the rocks create some magnetic thing that makes your cells move faster. Uh, they don't completely explain why you lose, uh, you pass out if you try to escape the beach. The entire beach is being run by a scientific firm that is, uh, uh, again, move forward, uh, a scientific firm that is testing out disease uh, diseases, like, and, and cures to diseases, so they trick people who have rare diseases to come to this resort, trick them to go to the old beach, because it's a special beach only the resort knows about, and then they've given them medicine that they didn't realize they had medicine to see if it works. 
does that make sense? Because that's how it felt even when you watch it. So if one person's a hemophiliac, they gave them a drink before they go to the beach with hemophiliac medicine. So then this magic beach will be able to have them do time trials, but in a condensed time. (laughs) Yeah, that look on your face is exactly how I felt watching it, where I was like, what? Spookies. And they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when we yell spookies, we're back. But yeah, that's how it, the ending is wild, but weirdly made less sense than spookies. Yeah, well, because I think it's it's I think it's endearing when I see movies like Spookies because you know the limited budget and it's people trying to make something fun and to make something they wanted, and you know that everything is against them and when you see something like the creature effects uh especially from he was like what 18 like i i forgot what the the main 16 the creature effect kid is 16 when he did these right (laughs) so gabriel uh gabriel uh bartalas yes yeah uh, who's the lead one and man like he's basically tommy in friday the 13th you right. know what I mean? Like where he's yeah. making masks that you're like, whoa, you're making these masks? That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Or it, Chainsaw it really in, in Dave in summer school. Yes. <laughs> because it really is impressive when you when you know that. I mean, that was one of the things that like it scared the hell out of me as a kid. And I, I think like when you're adult or especially because we're in this industry that we like know how hard it is to get shit done or and we've worked with low budget horror stuff too and it's like where the special effects no no offense looked worse than they do here by a 16 year old and some of those were done by professionals yes exactly like like ones where i was like oh that doesn't look great on film like and then these even when they look uh not great in this because there are ones where you're like oh that one looks bad like but not but even when they look bad they look more like, oh, those are like you maybe got Halloween adventure costumes, but like yeah. they're still pretty good. Well, uh, the original film uh, effects are great. Mm-hmm. The uh, the 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 added the film, added one, yes. The zombies at the end are a little. Yes, or, or even the the main warlock is a little uh, janky. Yes, very a little. I think the kid. so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So should we should we do facts or talk about the fact that it's two movies jammed together first? Uh, let's let's talk about well in the facts I can we can give that yeah okay okay so Spookies AKA Twisted sh- Twisted oh my God Jeff <laughs> look hey uh, bear with me I'm getting over bronchitis right now so <laughs> that's so we push through to watch Spookies and talk about yeah. it through bronchitis people so support yeah. that Patreon <laughs> Spookies AKA Twisted Souls Ooh. AKA Goblin a.k.a. Evil Spookies, came out May 14th, 1986 in France, January 8th, 1987 in Hong Kong, January 22nd, 1988 in the U.S. And uh, yeah, it grossed $17,000 at the box <laughs> office. Uh, it was directed by Brendan Faulkner and Thomas Doran. Twisted Souls was. Yes. And then Eugenie Joseph was brought in to who cut whatever however much of the film if and i'm then, remembering correctly it was they shot 
they they did they shoot the entire Twisted Souls? They shot ninety percent of it. Yes, they shot ninety percent of it, and then it felt like maybe they got rid of like thirty like the math gets crazy. Got rid of thirty, shot forty percent. Yes. Including a scene, according to Joe Bob, where George Romero was playing Santa to fight off zombies and they they on a motorcycle. On a motorcycle and that unbelievable sounding scene just doesn't exist because i think they like burn the footage (laughs) lost forever yeah george romero as santa on a motorcycle (laughs) my god george romero zombie stoner album like album cover (laughs) it's like a dream (laughs) oh man yeah frank frazetta drawing like yeah frank frazetta drawing a goat snake album cover for a christmas album they're putting out (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, uh, that's the deal with that cinematographer, Ken Kelsch, uh, who is mostly known for bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Ends up doing a lot of Abel Ferreira movies, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, written by Thomas Doran, uh, Frank M. Farrell, uh, uh, Farrell, Farrell, um, Perry produced. Yeah. Perry. (laughs) I'm seeing Jane's addiction (laughs) with the pumpkins in the fall. Um, (laughs) We know you are baby. Did you? I've told you that that's how I tune my bass if I don't have a bass tuner, right? It's coming down the mountain. Oh, really? <laughs> well, because the last note is an E, standard. So you're dun 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 If you hit that, you'll basically be in the right range if you know what it sounds nice. like. That's, that's if I don't have a tune, part. I need it quick. Like, and I'm like, yeah. I need to be basically in tune. <laughs> wow, you should uh, fill in. Um, oh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but he produced. I'm gonna fill in for Dave Navarro though. That's the weird part. I'm getting bat tattoos. Oh my god. Oh, L.A. Ink all the way. Um, <laughs> we all live moss over here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that the Taco Bell thing? That's what no? he said. I don't know if. You, oh, I thought you. There's a clip from. I can't remember. I think it's like when he hosted Tattoo Masters or Ink Masters, and there's a clip of him. I think that must have been sponsored by Taco Bell, and he's like, yeah. "If you know me, I live moss." <laughs> Wow. And then it was like, get the menu Mexican pizza. (laughs) Wow. You know, Dave Navarro, uh, he actually played with Billy Corgan uh, for a while. They had a a band called Spirits in the Sky. Like the Norbert Greenbaum song? (laughs) The Spirit in the Sky. Yeah, I guess so. Wait, did they they put a record out? No, they just played like live shows and they had like songs and stuff that were okay. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, produce street trash. He uh, produced street trash. Oh, <laughs> produced street trash and Hell of the Screaming Undead. Wow, I don't uh, know Hell of the Screaming Undead, but Street Trash is one of those body melt. Like put oh, in that yeah. body where I'm like, I don't like watching these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan Faulkner also wrote it. Um, they all have ties to this movie called Igor and the Lunatics, <laughs> right? Um, and then Ann Bergen's. Uh, was also one of the people who wrote on this. And the only other credit uh, that Ann Bergen has is they were a producer on The Mask. Oh, what? Not Mask, Eric Stoltz Mask, yeah, yeah, but yeah. The Mask, Jim wow. Carrey, Somebody Stop Me Smoking. Wow. Mask. 
my jaw is dropping down and my tongue is rolling out with that fact. Wow. <laughs> Jeff, you are the rubber face himself. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and Stanley Ipkiss. <laughs> That's what I know about a weird spot in the week when I'll be like, it's happened recently where I was like, should I rewatch The Mask? <laughs> like, I don't know. Dude, like, it just happens in my brain. <laughs> I, I think that happened to me, like, I think during the pandemic. <laughs> where my wife and I were like, we were like, you know what would be fun? Yeah. Let's, you know, let's do a couple of edibles and like watch the mask. I bet it's going to be a blast. And we were watching it. We we're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this, um, not as fun as we remember. And those effects, uh, <laughs> not as huh. good as we remember. <laughs> I'll say you can tell my mental state by what is in, I'm realizing last night, uh, what is in my Roku search. Like, if I go look and see what the past searches are, like, I am constantly cycling through the entire Police Academy series and Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise, to see when they're going to be available on, like, Tubi or something. Because I'm like, I'm not going to pay to rent Nerds in Paradise, but I definitely want to watch Nerds in Paradise. (laughs) And they've just been (laughs) sitting there. Like, it's like part of my cycle. I'll be like, no new episode of Under the Banner of Heaven? Guess I'll go check if Nerds in Paradise (laughs) has shown up on Pluto yet. (laughs) I know. I've been binging Succession. Uh, Fuck off! (laughs) Yeah, we just recently... uh, Because we've been waiting. Uh I don't know. We just, for whatever reason, but we're like, now's a good time since season three just ended. We're like, let's get into it, and uh, it's great. But then also, I've been watching the new Kids in the Hall. Have you watched that yet? <laughs> yeah, it's great. I think it's great. I think it's, it's really like good. legit great. Like it's, it's like they are. I'm sure I'll talk for like two hours about it on what's that from? Just because yeah. it's like, it's like uh, the new stuff is funny. It yeah. feels like they understand how they should use their old characters. Yes. Like, they're aware of the stupidity of using some of them sometimes because they're so old. I love the amount yeah. of jokes about them being old. And what I, love a- yeah. I just appreciate that they are... Uh, uh, it's like, hey, we all can still make funny comedy when we're older. Like, not let's not all throw in the towel. <laughs> like, well... What I appreciate about it is that they, they, they kind of, they start to kind of veer into what like kind of comedians of their age about like wanting to comment on woke culture. Right. But the thing is, is that the joke is still on them. Yeah. Like, it's like, isn't this ridiculous? But then yet it's still like, oh, but we're still made to look like the fools. Right. So I love that about it. Yeah. It's like, that's a good way. That's a creative way to kind of be like, I don't understand this, but also we're out of touch. Like, even there, you're just like, oh, God, now we have to watch Kids in the Hall doing, like, a sketch that involves social media. Like, with yeah. the, like, the restaurant sketch, but then you're like, no, but, like, it's like that they're, like, not, they're they're using it clunky. Like, even, like, Kevin McDonald as the older lady, like, using it, just like, <laughs> I'll put it on my social medias. Like, that'll be right. a good tweet. Like, it's just like. The, right. She's like, oh, what a cute pie. <laughs> right. It is the, it's like the, it, that's to me, yeah, it's like, it's like showing that you're like, uh, again, like, it feels like the argument as comedians, as we get older, just like, oh, you don't get relevant anymore. Or like, you're out of touch. But it's just like, no, you just have to embrace what parts you're out of touch, but also the parts that are still funny, yeah. and then not have it be... It's not reactive. That's the other part. Because it's like, you're like, oh, this could... That could be the thing. It could be another fucking old person comedy show, basically, that you're like, this oh, yeah. is reactive, not 
uh, acknowledging uh, where you're at at that point. Like, because, like, the, you know, it's like, what are you going to go watch Kids in the Hall? Are you going to go watch uh, Ricky Gervais? Like, basically, you know what I mean? Like, where you're like, okay, you're just showing your weird uh, uh, age, basically. Like, you're just showing your, it's just like out of all the jokes you could do, that's what you're hooked on. Like, legit. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, in there, you're like, oh, they know the right jokes. Like, and getting meta. And even where I'm like, it doesn't, at least to me, and I'm sure to you, like, it doesn't ever read as bitter. Like, it's just acknowledging Kiss in the Hall's brain candy did not do well and that there are different phases. Uh, But also, isn't it nice to... uh, it doesn't seem like they all like still enjoy being together. <laughs> like yeah. it's like, God damn, does that ever happen? <laughs> like, no. I don't even want to be with my friends. <laughs> like, it's you know great. what I mean? <laughs> the documentary is great too. I'm mean, once uh, I'm done with the the series, I'm gonna go back and then watch the doc. Oh, uh, it's really great. Yeah. Um. Anyway, spooky. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we we talked about this via text, but one of the things that really like kind of when I was a kid and it came on that creeped me out um, was the, the intro and the outro music. Yeah. Which Music's it was really uh, good by James uh, Calabrese, Calabrese, Calabrese. I don't know. Yeah. Kenneth Higgins. <laughs> yeah. Um, those were the two guys. One of the Higgins composed. boys. Uh, yeah. he's, I think he does music Please for SNL now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, that's who did the music. And, and they didn't seem to go on like they did some other things, but it's not no, like, but like a not hidden like, yeah. score. No, they just kind of did their own thing, which uh, you can find on Discogs. You can find the like repressed vinyl, which I really want. Really oh, bad. really? Yeah, I think it's on my wish list. But um, yeah, uh, but that uh, I mean, the rest of the music in the movie is like really hit or miss. But that intro and outro song. Intro and outro just, song are top notch. It's incredible. Like, the scene, I, it's the like, song that goes over, though, the, I would say because it's is it two different songs: the the end credits music and the song over the the zombie attack that we'll get to. Because that oh, song is great. That's a different one, but yeah. Uh, but the opening one with the cartoon skeleton. Yeah, that I don't smiles. know what it was. That <laughs> smiles. That, I don't know what it was about that because I remember the Creep Show two animation creeping me yeah. out, making me feel nauseous. Uh, there was something about like horror animation that always made me uneasy as a kid. I think because it feels sometimes like the rotoscoping and rotoscoping Dude. makes you feel off, but also you're like, wait, what did you rotoscope? It's a cartoon and it's Heavy always metal. missing a couple frames. Yeah, feels Heavy like. Heavy Metal as a kid too did that to me yeah. as well, where I was just like, it made me feel weird in many ways. I love, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love rotoscoping and it always feels off. Like it always, yeah. and it makes you feel like Uncanny Valley in the 70s sort of right. thing. And I do think part of it is maybe that, again, that it is missing a frame or two here, it feels like. So it's like almost like you're like seeing the glitch in the Matrix, man. But there's just yeah, like it's a, a little jump like, to it. It's like a fade effect almost. And but because, the way it smiles, you know what it yeah. is too, I think, and that's part of the weirdness and why I was even maybe hesitant to Spookies is. And, and and why it's also like kind of like a canon film is like its tone is uneven because it it feels proto are you afraid of the dark and 
Goosebumps. Right, because of the name. Because of the name and the font. And mm-hmm. and and then a, a handful of tiny, tiny moments throughout, including the farting monsters. Mm-hmm. But then the uh, the rest of it is so not that. Like, and you're like, wait, I thought Spookies was a little bit more of like a kids horror movie. And then when it starts, you're like, no, not at all. Like, this is a, a lot of wild choices. Well, they wanted to make it seem like that. That's why yeah. they came up with the name Spookies because of this uh, British uh, financier who yeah. really fucked with the movie. And who, according but, uh, to Joe Bob, no one can find. He just disappeared after. Yeah, he just disappeared. And then, like, at some point, because he said Joe Bob was like, that's a term that they use is spookies over there. And and then, like, uh, the, the break comes back and he goes, I've been told that uh, spookies is not a term. Yeah. People, <laughs> like, from, people, like, tweeted to Darcy the Bale Girl and was just yeah. like, no, it's not. This guy just, like, because he also described, he described that producer... He clearly was very hands-on. He was like one of those producers, like very hands-on. He's like, I'm giving you my money. Like, and then, and it's weird they disappeared, but he described him as a very pull my finger sort of <laughs> producer, which is like, that's a good descriptor. That's like, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, uh, there are like, like dad jokes and like fart jokes shoved in. Like, and that's the part that you're like, wait, were they going for a ch- child's market or is this guy just childish? Or what yeah. have you, and and because it's such a you, when you have a dis, disconcerting tone throughout because it's two movies shoved together, yeah. Combined with tone shifts, combined with the sometimes low budgetness that can kind of make you nauseous, com- but then yeah. sometimes it's not low budget and super inventive it's what we're always looking for in these movies where like that's it's, what endears me to yeah. it. it's so charming because of that inventiveness you know what it is and we'll get to like the specific moments but the, i th- i realize like it, it again does help knowing that a 16 year old did those special effects not only be in uh, makeup effects because you know that it is impressive that he pulled all those off but it also makes more sense that Spookies is kind of like a collection of best of. Like yeah. it's like I really like Fulci films. Here's a section that's going to be like a Fulci film. I really like Evil Dead. Here's a part that's going to look like Evil Dead. Like, you know, like I like uh I like a uh, g- ghoulie like uh, you know, like what's happening yeah. with like uh ghoulies and munchies. <laughs> uh and 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 gremlins. Like I'm going to yeah. do that. Like, you can tell that he's pulling from the source, but he also has... The special effects feel punk rock to me and, like, hardcore when you've got that record that you're like, I know they all were 16, so they clearly are pulling from sources even more so than people oh, yeah. do. They they try to think they're not doing when they get older, but whatever it is, they've got a translation that sometimes they hit upon some genius. So it's like when you've got the hardcore record that's like, all right, this one is just like, I liked uh, old school 88 hardcore bands. I'm just doing that exactly. And then this is like, I'm 16. I don't completely understand how to translate it, but how I translate it is something really interesting. And so it ends up where you're just like combined with a layer of a pull my finger producer (laughs) adding weirder stuff on. So you like then you're like combined with uh, a movie that maybe didn't have as much logic 
that made sense. And then having it re-edited and reshot to bring in more stuff that has less knowledge and less sense and makes less sense. So everything works against itself to be fun at certain times. It's just a crazy math equation of spookies. Uh, Because, yeah, again, so basically this was Night... No, what was it? Twisted Souls. Twisted Souls, yeah. Sounds like an early PlayStation game. Uh, And (laughs) they made Twisted Souls. They were like, this doesn't work. Let's get someone else to bring it and shoot like 40% more footage. Yes. And... Uh, that person was that woman who I think Eugenie. Joe, yeah, Eugene, who is maybe did either softcore or yes, uh, hardcore she did porn. pornography. Yeah, yep. Also, by the way, all the actors in this, I get why it felt like old. Like old when you're watching, you're just like they're just dumping in new people because you have to time is moving fast. You got to kill people. <laughs> like when that when they get to like who are the main characters of Twisted Souls, you're like, what are all these motley crew of people doing together? Why are they all hanging out? Except for there's one part where one character explains it barely (laughs) where you're like, what? She goes, it's funny. I grew up with these people. Yes. And you're like, huh? Right. Because even that, you're like, which people? Are you talking about... Are you talking about the, the the comic relief who's not very funny, as Joe Bob described, who oh talks God. through a ventriloquist? And did you oh. notice has a picture of himself on his yes, shirt? On his Great. t-shirt. We need to start doing that. <laughs> he well, like here's the thing is like as a when I first saw this, I was like maybe six mm-hmm. or maybe like six or eight, around that age. Yeah. And it was on channel thirty-nine. In Dallas, Texas, you know, that area. I, I grew up south of Dallas in a small Texas town. and Because also, as you were saying, it was on a lot of UHF channels and was on UHF. USA Up All Night. That was a huge thing. For some reason, in our local market, uh, they loved playing this movie on UHF like um, channels. And I would be staying with my grandparents because like, my mom would be working nights or whatever, or she'd work a Saturday day. And it would be always in like the afternoon when I'm like done playing in the morning and whatever, and my grandparents are doing their own thing, and I'm just got like the TV on. My grandma was such a huge horror fan that she usually would have it on one of these UHF channels. You anyway, got Nirvana's sliver running through your heads. Yeah, like <laughs> grandma, take me home. home. Um, <laughs> and that song make you tear up. By the way, that song is like the one Nirvana song that every time I listen to it makes me oddly like tear up. I think it's like it's, a really heartwarming song. Like it really is. I I, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. It does. It does give you a little bit of a warm. It's it's the warmest uh, Nirvana song ever. Yeah. It really is. Like these. It sounds like these thrown aside lyrics. But it's yeah. just like when it's like his mom comes and picks him up in her arms. Like I'm like, oh, <laughs> especially when you have a kid. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And then you're watching Spookies. <laughs> spookies. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I uh, but I would I would I remember it coming on and being like terrified of it because there was something about like that warlock's voice, too. And, you yeah. know, the transfer and. Uh, but I need also, to let you know, by the way, that Warlock's voice, because they put a crazy effect on the voice. Dude. If I'm ever complaining about my hearing aids, like kind of like getting overwhelmed, and that's what people, that's what my, I hear 
is Ooh. that guy's voice sometimes. Like if oh they're like, God. yeah, I get like a, it's like a like a feedback mixed with like a robotic voice. It's like they recorded his ADR in a tin can. <laughs> yes. And then put phaser on it or something. They like, yeah, they 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 said, here, they did that thing where you attach two tin cans together like a telephone. <laughs> and they put it up to a microphone and they said, talk through this. And they yeah, they put a phase effect on it. <laughs> uh, they just put it all the way flat on the, the phase. Um, but also because I was like, you know, that young. I thought it was funny sure. with the guy with the puppet and stuff. And I was like, what? I'm scared and I'm laughing. And it's like, as, but, you know, uh, as an adult, I find uh, that character tedious and uh, very annoying. And Quite like- tedious. I thought it was briefly, it was either uh, the comic relief Fred from House 2, the second story. Right. The one who goes, uh, I believed I want to say to Bill Maher, but if I'm wrong that Bill Maher is in House Two Second Story, <laughs> or is I it think the guy that looked like Bill Maher, right? That in, guy um, who's in, uh, 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 the one that we watch, um, and the he's in canon film. He's in Dream uh, Child, or not oh, yeah, Dream he Child? In he's the, in Dream Warriors. He's the Doctor Warriors, Dream yeah. Warriors. Yeah, Dream Warriors. Yeah, it might be that guy because he goes to that guy in House Two the Second Story. Who are you, Bozo the Clown? And he goes, Nah, Bozo the Death Machine, which is a, about the same type of joking this guy does. And yeah. I briefly was like, Wait, is that the guy from Stripes and the Twisted Sister videos who plays the maestro in Seinfeld? It's not the dad. No. Yeah, it, he just right. has that long face that's like balding, not balding. <laughs> yeah. But so you've got ventriloquist dude who's an alcoholic. You've got uh uh you've got the like like Vinny like Barbarino, Barbarino Harry Barbarino uh 50s, wearing Michael Jackson outfit. Yeah, wearing a Michael Jackson merged with a sweat the one of those like plastic suits you yeah. wear when you're running uh to sweat more with his uh like buxom uh, girlfriend who looks like she could be either 16 or 80 like sorry she's yeah. in that weird in between age yeah uh, uh she's who, very jersey she's very jersey uh uh and then a uh british lady mm-hmm. uh who, who is, is also known for softcore yeah and she was in was mostly maybe some emmanuel movies yeah emmanuel yeah, three yeah yeah uh she and then and and she is paired with a guy who is both sick and uh can't handle his booze uh and kind i was like who does he look like does he look like brian ben ben from dream on like a little bit right yeah (laughs) but he's got a crazy cartoonish voice and they get into a who's afraid of virginia wolf style fight oh my god yeah for no particular reason (laughs) and then a that that woman who you're talking about and her name was like Mitzi or Mindy or something like that, the one who gives us our exposition. Yeah. Um, and she is dating, uh, oh, Megan. Her name is Megan. Megan. That's right. Every Megan, name the, is wild in this, too. I, I think Megan is also, isn't that uh, the name in the Key and Peel sketch? Yeah, that's why I knew the name. It was like, Megan, no. Uh, and Megan is is dating the guy who is maybe the most out of place, who is, you're just like, you are clearly like 50. Like, yeah. what are you doing with any of these people? 
Hey man, but that's the '80s. I get hey, it. He's man. the Gordon Gecko. He's like, yeah, come you're, on, man. You're, you're just driving around looking for a old Supreme Court judge's house in the middle of nowhere that maybe will have a second party. Speaking of the the guy with the British lady, the the his the line that made me laugh was when um, the lady who gets possessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Linda oh, Blair I forgot about woman. her. Yeah, the Linda Blair Evil Dead woman. <laughs> yeah, she who I thought was great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She's great. She really commits to it. And uh, but when she's like, it's a communication, blah blah blah. And then he goes, communication with who? <laughs> the way he delivers that line is so because he even does his lips like kind of curled right. with who. Yes. <laughs> There are, I mean, that was the other thing Joe Bob points out is like, this is like a combined total of one movie on the resume for almost everyone. Like yeah. every actor came in and got out of the acting industry. <laughs> it also is, yeah. it is legitimately helpful and then really makes you be like, because I didn't think about it in those terms, but it, I think how he worded it was, if you were, if, if it was in the party, that was a different, that was the first movie. Yes. If it's anyone else, if it's anyone who dies, that's the first movie. No, anyone who's in the party, that's the first movie. Anyone, anything else was the second movie. Yeah, so Billy the Kid. Go, well, because the original movie is essentially an Agatha Christie, like, throwback-y, like, yeah. uh, we're trapped in a house on Haunted Hill sort of thing, which, I exactly I, again, when you realize that, like, 60% or 30% of the footage was cut out, and one of the scenes that was cut out is George Romero as Santa on a motorcycle being chased by zombies, and that all of the stuff that was shot after isn't a part of the original idea. I'm left, you are also watching it, left wondering, like, well, what was the original idea yeah, behind what? this house with a billion types of monsters? I think just... Uh, spooky house. I mean, that's what I think because the Ouija board and stuff. And then right. at one point he goes, even says like, oh, uh, that's the guy, that's the board. Yep. And I think that was part of the original movie and that's what they based the wraparound stuff with. I, I tell know. you, Ouija I mean, scenes, by the way, you're always, anytime a Ouija scene comes on, it just, I I have like a sense of like, this is going to drag just because oh, yeah. you have to wait for spelling. Like, it's yeah. like when you do, like, a, a sketch, like, about a game show, and it's like, can we find a way to get through the procedural stuff? Like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you're going to say dead. Like, let's do this. Let's get it moving. Uh, this is why I will not watch the Witchboard series. It is just too slow. <laughs> um, also, I want to say, with the, the older footage, do we think Spookies was an influence on Monster Squad? Uh, no, because Monster Squad came out... No, because Fred Decker, Fred Decker had that idea for Monster Squad uh, when Night of the Creeps came out. Okay, never mind. Just because I was watching, it was like a collection of a lot of monsters. And I know that's not original, but I was just like, yeah. I know, and it's off the universe. But while I was watching it, because I think I was like, this has moments of this is a kid's movie, not a kid's movie. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, is there a parallel? Is there a connection? Or is it just happenstance no. of like, we need to get as many fucking effects in as we can to this movie that doesn't was, make sense? <laughs> I think it's the latter because yeah. with Monster Squad, it was just Fred Decker loving the Universal Monsters right. and thinking of a like Abbott and Costello meets whatever, you know, 
Which I guess uh, is kind of same genre. Like it's like if they're all if they're both tapping into almost thirties originally. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, also feels it's, like Thirteen Ghosts. Like exactly. I was I was yeah. just about to say it was like it feels more like a Vincent Pricey yes. kind of throwback where you just get a lot of like creature feature type of yes things, Definitely. and I love that, and I love that about this movie. And it's just it's it's even though the execution isn't perfect, mm-hmm. the idea and the intention behind it is like I said, it's endearing. Yes. Um. I mean, but like when you're a kid too, watching it, like we we should probably just get into like how like at the beginning this kid runs away from home. So this is part of the stuff they added on. Yeah. If you've watched it, and as you should, yeah, all the stuff that's added on is all the stuff with. I just want to double check on his name because they were Billy. like, no, not Bill. Uh, uh, all the stuff with Billy, the yep. what I now realize is a drifter, but didn't make complete sense to me watching it with the what I guess is a cat kid, but I thought was a werewolf, but I wasn't sure with the Candyman no, hook, man, yeah, Catman, and he's got a Candyman hook on his arm, which I didn't realize yes. till halfway through, and then his master, who is a warlock named uh-huh. Creon, <laughs> and then eventually uh, Corda is another kid. Is the boy. <laughs> and is, is this, their child. Is the son of Isabel, and we'll get into the grossness of that, because yeah. I was questioning what the logic was there that also felt like old, again, to me, uh-huh. where I was like, gross. Like, this idea is gross. <laughs> Like that's a again. If you people have watched old, and when you watch ghoul or uh, ghoulies, when you watch spookies, there'll be at least one moment where you'll like. If you think about it too hard, you're just like, "Gross!" <laughs> like, is that what's going on here? Spookies, uh, spookies. Uh, and so yeah, it's with the beginning is as you said is what a kid doing what now? <laughs> He's running away from home because his parents forgot his birthday. Right. So he just fucked off into the woods, and he's got his little Debbie snacks. He was like, happy birthday to you, Billy. I legit thought that was a bag of cocaine. (laughs) It was was white snowballs, I think. A 13-year-old just with... Already, right away, I was like, I guess anything could happen kind of in this movie, how (laughs) it's working. No, there were those like snowballs. Yeah, that's what I realized as he broke it in half. And I was like, okay, it's not a fucking crack box. And then... A drifter who looks like uh, the lead singer of Tonic or uh, Thomas Lennon. Yes. Is there he goes, and he's just there, and he surprises Billy, and he's like, I was thinking a, a bearded, goateed version of, unless this is Tonic, take my hands. My hand again. No, that's fuel. Fuel, Jeff. yes, that's it. That's Let's the other that. one word band. No, Tonic is, you wanted more. <laughs> Yeah, so singer of Tonic with Thomas Lennon. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a werewolf. I already was filling in the gaps. I thought that too, because the way his like, you know, he was already like, he, he kind of looked like a werewolf yeah. with his hair and his uh, facial hair and give an old man a light and it's, he's under the moonlight. And right. I thought that too, but no, he's just some guy just Being drifting. A creep. Why people are even out there who... Who fucking knows? Why Billy like went out there? Nowhere. Who knows? Like, does he live near this fucking spooky house? Nah, does... man, he's a drifter, man. Seems like he, it. He has cigarettes, but no lighter. 
Right, and then, but luckily, Billy, the 13-year-old kid, has a lighter. He's got a Zippo. Yeah, a Zippo. I mean, maybe that's the thing. Maybe he was going out there and he's pissed at his family he was going to go burn down that house. Like, he's doing that kind of, like, (laughs) junior high arson we all do to some extent. We all do, Jeff? Uh, We all do it. You didn't burn anything? Uh, is this uh, the statue of limitations? Uh, I think we're, I think the <laughs> FBI ain't coming after me burning down a couple of fields in Cheshire, Connecticut. The only thing I did was burn the linoleum in our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make a Godzilla movie, oh, and I had man. a I had a barbecue lighter and a uh, and uh, Lysol spray. Bad, and I'll- I was filming it, and then it like melted a uh, Ducktales. Um, <laughs> Ducktail. That poor uh, launchpad McQuack. It was. It was like it was launchpad like from the uh, cereal. Because remember how they used to have those little figurines in the cereal, the plastic ones, and it melted into the little base melted into the linoleum. My mom got so pissed. (laughs) I'll tell you one of the worst things I did. I think Statue of Limitations is up on this. I was down at my junior high. And uh, uh, two of my buddies were skateboarding. I was rollerblading because I didn't have a skateboard. <laughs> and no. I found a spray paint can and I just like picked it up. And then I didn't really realize it didn't it, it didn't have the cap on it. And I like pressed it and it like shot out. And it went onto the lock of one of the doors going into the junior high. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to walk away. And I just like put it down. And I still had some paint on my hands. And then all of a sudden... There were two other dudes who were like more dirt baggy who were hanging out too. And all of a sudden, like, we're like, what's going on around the corner? And they're getting yelled at by the janitor and then also the vice principal who was there. And they were like, you did this, didn't you? To them. And then he's like, and I think the janitor was like, well, what about these guys? And then he was like, no, no, they're the good kids. They're fine. Ooh, <laughs> and I and might have let, let them take, take the, the rap. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know what happened. I'm a monster. A I'm, a, I'm a fucking snitch and a rat. And I was like, they did it. I'm out of here. Don't look at my hands. I'm a monster. I'm a kid. I'm a shithead. Wait, but you barely, it was my ex. That's the worst thing you've done, Jeff? I, I was, I was, I was, a, I was, a, I was a good bad boy. I didn't do much. <laughs> You're the the best punk kid ever. I mean, not too not too far off. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this kid was out there, and then he oh he gets to the house, and well before that, oh did though, some other shit happen? I forgot. Yeah, because remember that's where we're introduced to Catman because he's like rearing about and <laughs> right. he's just kind of like you know being a little kitty cat just yeah. you know yeah. going around, <laughs> and then he leaves uh, Tom Lennon tonic guy. Oh, and, and we then, saw a mushy grave. Right. Mushy grave with a mushy, mushy chain. Grave. But 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 like so he's like, I got big plans. And he's like, Yeah, right, we all do. He goes, I'll see you around. And he goes, Maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then he very dramatically and then he gets his face slashed by the cat man. Right. And then and then I was like, man. Oh, I guess he's not a werewolf. Nope. <laughs> he got killed I'm right away. <laughs> Um, somebody make that video anyway please uh so the kid goes in or he he finds the graveyard with the plantation house or whatever and then we yeah we have uh, the movie starts with the pulsating the bendy grave yeah bushy grave that's pulsating bushy grave yeah that would be a great band name um (laughs) but then like uh then they cut to the main movie. The original movie. <laughs> yeah. Where 
two cars full of people, friends, I guess. Yeah. Are driving in the middle of nowhere. Were they coming from another party, they yes, said? Yes, because they got kicked out of a party because of Vinny Barbarino guy. <laughs> right. Who... Michael Sweatsuit. He's, he's, he's literally angry at everything. Yeah. He only has one level the entire movie. Yep. And... He got them kicked out of that other party, so he's like, let's go find another party. And then, <laughs> <we're outta> here. <laughs> <laughs> Takes out his comb and just uh, waves his pump door. So he's driving them around. He claims to know. And they find the, the house, yep. the graveyard house. And for some reason, they're like, no, we'll create the party here. And to be fair... They have enough people. They certainly can. <laughs> we're introduced to like 13 people all at once. Like yeah. So I mean, two mi- not- we're like two minutes in, just going with the amount of characters you've been given. They added new footage and we're like, let's add three characters to already seven to eight characters. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jeff, one of the worst things. I mean, I disrespectfully partied in a graveyard with, you know, three or four people. So not cool, man. I've just sat awkwardly in a graveyard with a girl that I definitely wanted to make out with and then didn't because I was a baby. <laughs> oh, brother, I made out. And oh, won. yeah. Because <laughs> I was got this F. Cry, um. little sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you better believe it. Um, I found that cave. Um, <laughs> oh, Gertz. <laughs> Well, yeah, Gertz. What, what was it? Yeah, in Lost Boys, they were in some kind of cave, right? It was like a, uh, yeah. a beach cave. Some beach cave that held like carnival things up as well yeah. from the pier. Still one of my favorite movies. Great movie. Anyway, uh, Holds up. So, uh, yeah, so they find that house and they're like, what are we doing? Oh, not before, though. They almost get stopped because the cat man. Yeah. He's a cat uh, man. <laughs> he drags uh, a, a big branch. Right. Oh, to, to block them. To block them, but... Is it supposed to divert them to a different road? No. No, because then they just end up moving it and they go down the <laughs> same path. doesn't make any sense. I'm glad they tried to integrate the two movies somehow. Oh, because oh. that would have been... But why do they need to explain a branch in the middle of the road? (laughs) (laughs) That's like solving a problem that wasn't a problem. So that was, oh my God, I just realized. Yeah, so they tried to, there was another thing where, oh, they did that again with the cat man because where it was totally unnecessary for them to make that connection whatsoever because the the part where puppet guy is (laughs) in, uh, he's locked in the room with Spider Woman before the Spider Woman appears and he's trying to get out, or anytime somebody's trying to open the door and they can't open the door, you see the cat man on the other side holding it. Right. And you're like, you don't need to do that. No. The house is possessed. Like, you don't need to. They make the wrong connections with Thread String between these two movies jammed together that do not need to be made for the, like, and then the other parts that are more confusing of, like, why this would work together. You're like, eh, it'll figure it out. So wait, so do they arrive before the kid has his birthday party? After. So in a different part of the house, this kid's having a birthday party? No, they I'm sorry, they they arrive. So Billy has the birthday party. He walks in. There's the saddest in. birthday party that's ever existed. <laughs> and he's so excited, but yeah. it's like creepy dolls and 
and there's balloons that are not even they don't even have helium they couldn't even afford helium can't afford helium just, can't afford to blow them up all the way they're like half no. blown up it looks like when uh dwight has to throw a birthday party in that office episode <laughs> <laughs> and so like he's he's there and it's like the birthday cake the candles magically come on this little uh robot thing keeps harassing him yep. and then he hears a voice whispering you know open the present don't forget to open your presents and then he's like oh pretty cool he opens the (laughs) thing and then the warlock's head is in the in the 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 present right and he goes happy birthday billy and he goes oh (laughs) and he runs out but then we go back to wait also did the cake disappear and then reappear or did I make that up? No, the the cake it did that thing where it was like obviously cut between the two to make it look like the cake uh the candles were lit. That's what it was. And I was waiting for blood to come out of that cake. But and he it goes, didn't. Oh, yeah. Jeff, where right. were you when they made this? They they could that would have been see that's the kind of thing. I was that, spray like, painting movie, my junior high. <laughs> if anything this movie needs, like you're already like the <laughs> this ship has sailed like uh-huh. into crazy crazy ocean town like (laughs) it really has like at this point it's like go ahead yeah do it just throw even more wacky shit and like a bleeding cake would have been perfect (laughs) right does it make sense no but no let's let it happen but it would fit (laughs) right it would be perfect for this movie he also by Uh, the way smells his present there's at least one he smells and that's got to be just a kid improv. He doesn't know, but he's just like, and then he goes, what is this, a bowling ball? To the other one. Goes, <laughs> yep, it's a bowling ball. Just to also check, too, because I got confused, because, again, I was like, is this a weird merge from the other one? Did Billy have an ice pick in his bag? Yes. Or so they use that so that there could be a murder later with the ice pick? I guess so. He used it to open up. So this kid has a Zippo lighter. It's the 80s, man. It's the 80s. He's got snowballs, cocaine, a Zippo lighter, and an ice pick. And an ice pick, (laughs) and he's got ninja stars in there for sure. Yes, Um, 100%. He's probably got a katana blade at home. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he he has all those things, and he leaves his backpack at the door, I guess. And that's how the little demon child is able to pick it up. The little phantasm... Demon child. Yes. Who's in a phantasm Jawa robe for no particular reason. (laughs) (laughs) But see, like, what's confusing to me is, like, so he runs out of the house. Or no, we don't even see him run out. He's just out. And then they go, because they go back to the people in the car. (laughs) They, they decide to intercut house. some shit for no reason. <laughs> that the, the logistics of that is like, oh, wouldn't they see him running out at the time that they arrive? Because then they arrive at the house, and then after that, they show the scene of Billy running off. Right. And then the cat man attacking him and burying him alive. So two things. One, you had mentioned the music. The beginning song is awesome. The last two songs are awesome. And then throughout, you're like, the music's okay. It's kind of just like 80s synth and then mixed with gothic. And then sometimes you're like, this is so stock. It's insane. And then sometimes, like in this scene, I was like, again, classic. God, I hope Frank isn't watching this with headphones because like, it is piercing, those synth stabs. 
Like, not in a fun way. Like, it was surprisingly loud. And then followed up by the cat man. His screech is just like, Like, just wild. (laughs) And then, so. The whole time as he's, like, bearing. And, yeah. And so I want to say, that's the other crazy part about Spookies. Again, when you think that this is supposed to sometimes maybe be a movie more for kids. And more with, like, a horror for kids tone. That scene, like when I had my kid, I remember thinking, and I had a conversation with friend of the pod, John Murray, where I was just like, am I going to be able to deal with like in horror and exploitation movies, like things that happen to kids and like, and depending on what it is. And like, I didn't necessarily feel it for spookies, but uh, like, I remember thinking uh, like the, the, the little girl getting murdered at the beginning of assault on precinct 13. I always thought it was like an awesome scene. Like, will it hit me harder? And 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 he was just like, no, you watch it and you're like, this was a movie made in 1977 and it's like everything else is so heightened. Like you can it, you kind of decide series by series, but it's also he's like, that's a wild moment anyways. Uh, I was like, is this wilder than the assault on Precinct 13 moment? Because at least that goes pretty quick in yeah. this version. You're like, you just watched a 13 year old. And when you realize that this was footage to shoot after to make the movie better and make more sense. And then we're like, wait, oh, wait, that 13-year-old's going to get slashed? Oh, he's going to get murdered? Oh, they're going to, like, slowly bury him alive. And then the way he twitches, too. Yes. It's half comical and half, like painful because it's just like you are just like get out you have so little dirt dirt on you right now like get moving (laughs) and it goes out for so long and especially at that point you're like anything goes in spookies this is not a kid's movie this is not are you afraid of the dark this is not goosebumps this isn't even the lighter parts of a creep show or when night of the creeps can be kind of sillier like it's like it's why it's gonna be wilder sometimes (laughs) Why is the Catman dressed like Balky? I'd like to know why he's dressed like Balky. Maybe he's from Mipos. Maybe that's the part we oh. they cut that out. Maybe yeah, uh, they we had a long out explanation. Pinchow is yeah, uh, the Balky character is like a werecat. Yes, and the only line he says is "Don't be ridiculous, cousin Larry Appleton." <laughs> cousin Larry, <laughs> and then he does the baby Bobka dance, and then he's got a hook for him. <laughs> Which is a song I taught my son, and we sing it often. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, this movie also is uh, surprisingly depressing slash existential at times. Like, yeah. there'll just be those moments of even that line you said that is both exposition from Megan, but is also like, oof, been there. Where it's just like, I can't believe these used to be my friends. Like, basically, basically, Megan went home to Cheshire, Connecticut over Thanksgiving <laughs> and went to Callahan's or whatever it is now, TJ Sparrow's or whatever the bar is <laughs> where everyone else would go on Thanksgiving and watch how everyone got fatter and sadder, <laughs> like, as time has gone on and that we've all just become our parents drinking at the bar our parents drank at. And, like, yeah. it just has that, and you're just like, oh, maybe I don't need to reconnect with these people. <laughs> and is yeah. that what Megan's feeling there? Like, No, she's but she's happy about it. She's, like, whistling. <laughs> 
blissful about it. Her old boyfriend She's ain't. not upset at all about it. <laughs> There's just like those random moments that do come in that have a little bit of like pathos and like gravitas in a weird way to it, yeah. uh, uh, which is totally weird. I think I just started doing that thing we do, uh, Tom Hanks, uh, that... Uh, I started just writing like what could be a better movie here and just like I started picturing the house one of the horrors of the house was it gave everyone like an existential crisis yeah. <laughs> like that it just gives you a vibe that there's a, 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 a an energy to the house it plays on your fears which yeah. is something we've seen before too yeah and maybe they thought that's like one of those because it's a movie that like was probably clunky to begin with and then they made it clunkier uh, maybe they had that idea because uh, it feels like that's like a basic of like using the haunted house kind of idea of like it feeds on. Um, uh, but I, yeah, they didn't really lean into it completely. It's just so then it just had these moments where you're like, whoa, geez, like that feels depressing. <laughs> that feels depressing. And then they'd cut yeah. it off with like, no, we have written this metaphor of chess. Have you ever thought about this? Chess is like life, Frank. <laughs> but with chess only in the part in the in the kind of broad sense of being like you're all my pawn. Right. It is like I I, I just wrote uh, oh, I bet you this is the first movie to use chess, am I right? As a metaphor for life? Like yeah, it's like it is like they it 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 feels like they knew that chess is something people use as a metaphor for life but didn't yeah. really understand what the metaphor was. And so, yeah, just, when, just leave it at just like, you were a white pawn, now you're a black pawn. <laughs> yeah, and, and even then, like, we never see the game, like, other than him just, like, knocking pieces off, maybe. But <laughs> right. then, like, when they kill the monsters at certain points, he doesn't really, like, comment, like, ah, drats, no. you know, they took my rook or whatever. Because I think he's <laughs> not playing the play. game. Like, I think he's just staring at the board, <laughs> thinking it. about saying, it as a metaphor. <laughs> right. He's not even, like, really playing a game. He's just saying, like, Unless yeah, the cat man's board. Bobby Fischer. We've been searching for Bobby oh, Fischer this whole time, and it was the cat man the whole time. It was time. the cat man. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's dressed like that. <laughs> exactly. Bobby Fischer dressed like Balky Bartakaboos. <laughs> we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, and that's the other fun part is like they're basically like he's got his game they've got their game they find the Ouija board <laughs> like yeah. that looks like Settlers of Catan at first which like, is yeah <laughs> wild a Ouija board um, right simplify it much like this movie you're just like simplify the Ouija it looks confusing yeah. I don't need all the Led Zeppelin no. you know, uh, imagery here the placard is like this confusing placard they find somewhere else that looks like a key to like a yeah. Zelda the game but not really uh i mean it's pretty metal i mean like it's just so huge yes like yeah it really well, is kind of sorry to backtrack here Please. a little bit but the the ex- ex- existential moments the one i really felt in one was uh the lady with the little ghouly uh creature <laughs> the tail ghouly so, like <laughs> it went so long yeah and it felt so like hopeless like yeah. her like trying to like 
kill this thing and the way they edited it too just felt like it dragged on yeah but it felt so like oh god this is never gonna end well i think because especially that's the one that comes after the who's afraid of virginia wolf scene right right like basically that couple decides to have a mini play in the one room yep. they've decided to be in where they legit are just like you're not a ma- the man i married like sort of speeches yeah. that just like, we're going to bed yeah then- <laughs> delivering his lines crazier than she delivers her lines right uh uh and then yeah, and then out of nowhere they're kind of just attacked by a ghoulie <laughs> with just yeah, just a little lizard. Uh, it looked like um, it had like a fin too on its back. It's um, and am I right? Does it connect then too also with her? Because as you're also hearing there uh, here, if you didn't watch and you are listening to this, there's a billion monsters in this. The ghoulie kills the guy. I thought it killed face. her. Eats his face. I thought it killed her, but then she was alive, and I was like, "Oh, she's just bleeding." Yes. And yes. then the does the ghoulie turn into the guy that turns into the giant? Is that a ghoulie that has evolved? The one that has oh. the umbilical cord, like with electricity that wraps around her throat. Oh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I didn't. I never thought that. I mean, it has kind of a similar face, right? But that I think that ghoulie thing is dead, and then the so it's maybe a electro- different monster. Electroshock monster is different with a heart that's exposed. <laughs> which I thought I don't know. It's a cool creature yeah, design. Yeah, it was cool. But it's a weird design. like idea being like, oh yeah, it can it can wrap its coil around you and then electrify you. <laughs> yeah, take your life force. I don't know. Yeah, because there is weird electricity stuff in here that you're also not There's sure how it, yeah. it works. Uh, <laughs> Also, I just remember, I forgot about, this is another exposition thing that maybe, oh, it must have come from the old guy, not from Creon or whatever the fuck his name is, but the old guy uh, who's dating Megan, where he realizes, because the one girl, Alice maybe, gets possessed by Creon and the witch board, which also was wild because she turns into an evil dead, deadite. And yes. she also, it sounds like they were like, oh, remember how Creon's voice is those two tin cans put yes. together and we're going to put a phaser on it? Let's do that and then throw it through another filter to make it even more filtered. Like, it's like you're yes. talking through a microphone, but you already have a microphone because <laughs> I couldn't understand very... anything she said. <laughs> I know. You're, I mean, I had uh, subtitles on. Luckily, it had subtitles. Well, because also at that point, I didn't completely realize that it was two movies shoved together and that Creon, that the party goers wouldn't ever know about Creon. So what part of the plot then is that the old guy who's dating Megan all of a sudden understands, oh, he's going to kill us one by one. We're all going to die and replace a trapped soul in that board. He just throws that out and you're like, wait, nothing told us I that think, that was what was going on i think that might have been a cut scene where maybe the woman who was possessed right was being spoken through by whatever possessed oh whatever the the entity was right probably explained you know like you're all mine or whatever and then he gets the idea right i don't know i think there was probably some something through the possessed woman that, that maybe got explained, cut. Explained, yeah, and then they 
Because with this version, because I'm still thinking of Creon, I'm like, wait, Cre- that's what Creon's plan is? And why does the old guy know this, like, out of nowhere? But I assume it's got to be just because something's cut. And they're like, fuck but, it, it's exposition. But they shoehorned it in because the whole point of Creon, the whole Creon scenes, mm-hmm. is that he needs the souls in order to uh, revive his bride. Right. And yes. But that doesn't exactly make sense because she's revived anyways right away, and sort as, of she needs sort more. She needs more souls, right? In order to... It's like a Hellraiser scenario. Right. Uh, but then by the time she has fully revised, he's still just killing people, as Joe Bob points out. Yes. <laughs> like, but then also, okay, yeah. So it. I mean, this is us trying to make sense again. The beauty of the Joe Bob driving is at some point he's like do not try to understand he's like shut off that part of your brain and just let it go um because yeah we forgot also that lewis wilson who maybe is the guy that gets sucked into the grave which is pretty awesome his grave gets burned his name is burned onto a grave which i was like pretty good effect and him getting sucked into the ground in that quicksand like looked pretty good he maybe was was the visual effects supervisor in the movie which is pretty awesome too uh love that and then yeah if you're in this oh yeah right there is where i realized that the fucking guy with the puppet had his picture on he's like steve-o from jackass um (laughs) and yeah basically everyone gets separated but like so duke is (laughs) duke yes duke gets horny duke duke hey freaking duke provide duke wants to bang his jersey girlfriend (laughs) uh and they're in some wine cellar and she keeps when she says ew what am i laying on i was like ew yeah what are you laying on like it looked disgusting and then it goes back and forth it's a little assaulty if not a lot assaulty he's basically like i'm gonna give it to you and she's like i don't want to like and he's like which is so weird because it's like i like how he's like "Ooh, i'm shaking it's like your friend just got possessed right by a demon what maybe the house is making them forget things (laughs) maybe yeah but i mean like hey look savino i think that's where the fight yeah because he gets distracted by the vino she gets very worried that it's either poison or vinegar but also it's the vino is like a distraction from again the kind of like existential slash sadness of life that you're like there's definitely that scene you're like oh this is an abusive relationship like, oh, yeah. like, and and then they're going to go to jokey version of Duke. So then she kind of forgets that she was about to be assaulted. And then she's worried about that. And then zombie arms come busted out. Yeah. <laughs> Which looks great. Men. Muck. And then, yeah, we're introduced to the muck men. They Which, are. When he goes over there, you see his hairy ass crack. <laughs> Ugh, that. Can you imagine what else is going on under that suit? It is the hairiest <laughs> ass crack you've ever seen. So sweaty. And so the these muck men come out who do look like kind of even lower rent, but still look cool version of Fulci zombies. Yes. They felt yeah. like House by the Cemetery, like rising up from the bottom of a house sort of cemetery. Right. But and they're like strong too, and they're like Yeah. Like, yeah, they're, like, imposing. And also, at least one of them, a bit portly. 
Like definitely yeah. big muck man. <laughs> it's good to have that representation. Exactly. This thing is not missing out on body representation. Even <laughs> when it comes to zombies and muck men, there are some biggins because it's just funny when I think I've told you about and I watched and it's not as much as I exaggerate as a child, but like in Army of Darkness, the like when they do the stop motion skeletons, but then they cut to suits and there's at least one guy who's like a little bit bigger than a skeleton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's running around with just a sword holding up. He doesn't know how to hold a sword. <laughs> he's my favorite guy in Army of Darkness. But it's also, so just to let you know, uh, if you watched it and you haven't heard us talk about it, yes, they are farting. Uh, yes. You can't believe it. This is exactly what I wrote for my note. They are so chubby. Dot, dot, dot. And also, dot, dot, dot. Farting? Are they farting? Why are they farting? They are farting. What is this? That was all to me talking to myself. And they're also making big noises at times. Yes. And so the weird part is, again, this producer who was kind of pull my finger, just like kind of forced them to make. He did. He forced it. And they were like, no. This doesn't make sense. It's not good. Absolutely not. And it is distracting. It legitimately it's is distracting. Insanely. I know we already have a, a guy with a puppet, but you're like watching it and you're like... Puppet guy makes sense. He's an alcoholic. What world? Why? <laughs> yeah. There's no logic to them. It's it's distracting enough for them to be slightly fat falchy. Uh, but that's just more of like, whatever. You get whoever you can be in the suit that day. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, and also, if there wasn't the farting, I would have let slide that uh, Jersey girl realizes if she hits that vat of wine and the wine comes out, that will melt no, them. No, Duke realizes Oh, that. Duke realizes. Sorry. I d- maybe I just like, wanted to take water. agency get away the, from Duke because he's eggs. a doof. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it ends up being, like, again, a Fulci thing because it's bubbly. They end up, like bubbling in the wine which is very like very fulci to me oh, uh, bubbling in the wine bubbling in the wine a new soft rock album by <laughs> frank and jeff um you don't know why yes kill. yes that's yeah. yes sorry i got distracted they you don't know why it, but i would have let that slide i would have just been like look man i've watched enough italian movies i don't give a fuck about yeah. logic the fart is a different level. That's a different thing. You just start that you got to get around that there's farting and just embrace that it's uh look and that uh, water is the thing that kills them. Yeah. Look, what you do is you embrace that sometimes producers uh are producers for a reason. Uh they're not exactly creatives. Uh sometimes producers have jokes uh joke pitches and you're just like, "Okay. I'll try to write that in." Uh but if they've really got the money, they're going to make you put in the farting. Uh, so yeah, that woman turns into basically evil dead light, uh, but with buck teeth, like she does a weird, like, like her front jaw is forward when she speaks. It looks like a little bucky. Yeah. Yep. And then we start to find out in this added footage that, so Creon is trying to get his bride back. Yes. But as we're also now realizing he's kind of an incel. Like, yes, she might not wanted to have ever been his bride. Never. She killed herself. She killed herself. That's what we find out later. Because, again, this movie is also, I keep bringing it back to old. Old does a whole move where they like to, like, give you, like, one sentence of information, not draw a lot of attention to it, and it's going to pay off later. And then later you're like, 
or you could have just told me because it wasn't that satisfying. <laughs> like in this case, I'm just like, I think I would like to know a little bit earlier. Like it's like a weird development of information because also, so she tried to kill herself. Did he have sex with her as a corpse? No, because remember he goes, our children, and she goes, we've only, what are you talking about? We only have one. So where did the second one come from? They they didn't, he, I think he means like the creatures that were created, like that he, he created and brought about are like, in essence, their children, not literally. Let me tell you my logic. To, except for that one zombie at the end, he goes, mama. I was shocked there was a third one. They went, mama. It was wild. So, okay, here is what I was thinking, and maybe this will show that I'm the monster, but I was like, anything can go in this. No, I thought, I know where you're going with this. I thought it too. When I was piecing it together, I thought the Catman was their first kid. Oh. Just kind of going on the logic of she thought they had one kid. And then he's like, no, we've got children. And so then I was like, ew, he had sex with her while she was a corpse yeah and she gestated to full pregnancy and had the had the phantasm jawa child did not take into account the mama which might have been a third kid or some second i don't know that was just extra layer but so i definitely because this is a movie that's jammed together and because they leave things open sometimes but not by like choice just because of weird choices for cutting out scenes it leaves enough openness in how horrified she is that you are like, ew, extra ew, extra yeah. ew. <laughs> I, I thought a little bit of that, but I think the only child that they really had was the Jawa child. So he's more talking about like adopted, created, dial, uh, yes. Dr. Moreau style. Exactly. Okay. That's what I, I think that's what I would it is. like to but, think that, but... Anything but, like, can what's happen. What's weird is that kid didn't age, and then he came out evil like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, timelines certainly don't make any sense. No, because he said 70 years. Yes. But then that just adds more confusion to the confusion fire. I don't know. The confusion fire is my favorite emo band. Yes, they're very good. Uh, uh, I, I can't believe they're getting to open for Sunny Day. On the, the reunion tour. Yeah, the reunion uh, tour. It's so cool <laughs> that the Confusion Fire gets to go out. Um, which one is it? Uh, the uh, guy who's with the Virgi- in the Virginia Wolf scene, is he the one who pees in the fireplace? No, that's uh, the puppet guy. Oh, puppet guy. Right. Because he's like, oh, what am I talking about? This isn't the Ritz. Yes, that's it. Fantastic. Although Love I just it. did the Duke voice. It was hey, the... hey, what's up? Bye. I'm just stuck. On, I'm just going to give everybody that voice. Might as well at this the point. The British woman. Uh, hey, what's up? I'm British. There's the woman that the 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 uh, makeup of the woman who hung herself, hanged herself, was Ooh. great. Yeah. Real brutal. Looked like a bloodier version of that one scene in the American remake of The Ring when they open the yeah. and that always freaks me out and legitimately I think is like scary. Uh you watch uh the curse films on poltergeist, right? Yeah. Yes. So when they talk about the bodies, my I was watching it with my mom. Uh <laughs> and we both said the same thing at the same time. It's like so he doesn't deny it. <laughs> right. 
about using the bodies. Yes. About be like, you know, Hollywood has used... Uh, it's a wild place we live in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So then, like, that that looked like one of those. Yeah. Like, that looked like a legit... But that's horse. where you're like, man, 16-year-olds. Godspeed. Yeah, man. Now, why that, that was woman great... was ha- hanging there, I don't know. I think they kind of were giving us a bit of, like, other people have been there. Is that the idea? Yeah, that's what I think it was, yeah. Right. Um, she, that's a part of the power thing, like, that she had offed herself before she could be killed by them to get the power for yes. the bride. Here's a question. What was the name of those uh, hand puppets we could buy as a toy that were little monsters? Boogans? Boogies? Oh, yeah. That's what the ghoulie monster looked like to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, those ones you could move their eyes back and forth. Oh yeah, uh, that's dude. All I love those. Yeah, things. I wanted one. I don't think I ever got one. Uh, I had one. I think my I neighbor, who I was up. friends with, had one, and the eyelid got messed up, so it always looks yeah. extra fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I also love. This is again like another weird move that sometimes this movie does beyond plot stuff. Is like. They they feel the need to show an establishing shot of those clay pots. Yes. Just so like so we're not like later on being like, where did she get pots to throw? And you're like, I don't care. <laughs> I that's totally you did not need to waste footage on that shit. <laughs> um uh I also loved for weird cheapness that the uh Jawa Phantasm kid clearly didn't love the fake teeth he had in his mouth. Like you can see yeah, him being like, very, mm, 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 try, to get it yeah, trying to fix them so they don't oh, feel painful. Yeah, boglins, boglins. Yes. So yes, the ghoulie definitely will call it a boglin because it looked exactly like a boglin. Partly because its eyes, its eyes look like those ones you can move. Like Dude, in it. it looks. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. Oh man. I. Oh now I'm really. Now you want a boglin? Yeah. That's a boglin. boglin. Yeah, baby. <laughs> man we're gonna end up being those fucking idiots buying boglins from ebay and then we get right. it and it's like all the latex is rotted it looks disgusting <laughs> i can't make rent but i'm gonna get this exactly uh i loved again uh effect wise that evil dead style claymation jello melt yeah like i was like great i love that shit um i loved the music when uh, the bride is wandering around the caves, actually. It oh, sounded yeah. like Dune meets Legend. I know. That was great. And then the Powerball Witch just comes out. <laughs> what the fuck was that one? Like we said, there are some great ones. And then, yeah, she just is like. <laughs> and it's just like cackling, just kind of like peek, like peekaboo yep. like here and there to her. And then a weird Powerball just comes out of her mouth <laughs> and does... What? And exactly? it says 42. And then I go, yay, I'm a millionaire. Yeah, it is. Well, but like, what? So is a witch trying to kill her if he wants her alive? I don't. Unclear. That's it. That's yeah. definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, what what they thought was happening to the bride is unclear. And especially in the end. And we'll get to the yeah. end. It's again, that's the interesting part of Spookies is like when you know the production of it, you look back at some scenes and you're just like, what were you thinking this was going to get us to think? Like, is it 
is it and and probably a lot of it is us just being trying to be too smart and really it was just like they had a witch effect that they wanted to work in it was just oh, yeah. one more monster one more scare um, yeah uh and then yeah there was the spider lady which i definitely yeah. immediately was just like she's gonna be a spider lady <laughs> oh yeah of course i mean because they're just like i mean it's it's a little dicey with the yeah yeah it's, uh, of its time. Remember, it's of uh, its time. It's of its time. Yes, it's very much of its time. But the effect uh, is insane because then it's like, by the oh, way we've talked about how it's the one. This is why it's a canon move. It's like it you feel bad because it sets you up as a viewer to be like problematic and right. in, in like the race because I'm like. Why was my gut that this was going to be a spider? Like, it's like just because yeah. they've been like, I've been, f- we've been force fed these thoughts, like in right. all of the terrible movies we watch. <laughs> well, it's like also, I mean, the way they light her too. And it's just like, yeah, but the <laughs> little spider that comes up on him first, or I say little, but there's a big one yes. but that first comes up on him. But then she turns into the spider lady, and which is cool. But that's not enough. She has to turn into a giant spider. It's like four transformations. Holy shit. And then... Also wild that her, that little spider that ends up being big spider is just a face hugger. Yes. From Alien. And then what becomes in her mouth? An alien type yes. of uh, jaw thing yeah. that then sucks him. <laughs> so probably the, the not great effect here is just the face. Yes. Just being like, whoa. It's like deflating. Oof, rough, 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 rough. It is, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I get it because they want the quick effect, but it feels like uh, it weirdly reminded me of, and I was reminded of this because I was just w- listening to uh, the With Gorley and Rust Halloween 3 commentary episode. But like, I always forget, I'm amazed that every time I watch Halloween 3, I forget about and we talked about in our commentary why did uh, the guy who pours the robot who pours gasoline on itself? Why did they use a fake person for that shot? Because all you need to do is dump water on a guy. Like, with, like, right. why would you have? It's like those moments when you're like, why would you use a close-up practical effect of a bad-looking, uncanny valley head if yeah. you could find some other way around it that might like might not be so direct? But especially in like Halloween three, where you're like, or just have a normal human being pour water on their head. That's one of those things where it's got to be like a after the fact. Somebody says that you know, like yeah. at lunch, you know, when they're you know is what at I lunch noticed. <laughs> It's like, you know, it take a long time to clean up that car, and you know, like after yeah. we dumped all that gasoline, um, we could have just used water, and everybody kind of looks at each other, being like, hmm. The gaffer well, we gets got fired. It. We, got it. we did it. Yeah, the union then sues. It's a whole fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, and that, yeah, there's a fight with the, like, in the redhead is super gushy about this fight. I think it's between the old guy and Duke. Right, because they get, they get upset at each other. Right. And, yeah. Here's a note, uh, that, uh, could be maybe said at literally any time in this movie, but gonna say at this point in the movie, Maybe too many things going on. <laughs> like, yes. like literally at this point, you're just like, wow. I, that, that's what, again, not to keep drawing the old comparison, but if you're going to have any enjoyment in old, which I really didn't at the end, but to have enjoyment in this, 
you really got to have that Joe Bob logic, like yeah. of where he said, like, you truly have to shut your brain off and stop questioning because you just have to like let it keep washing over you of like, here's yeah. more stuff. And I'm willing to do that. Yeah. Like for movies like this, I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't need the logic. And like you said, like with Italian horror too, it's just like, I know what I'm in for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have fun. Yeah. And that's, I think I wrote that even to myself around this point to just be like, go with it, man. It's yeah, going to keep go going. Like Grim Reaper shows up. Grim uh, Reaper, like who I wish had stayed white. Like when it was a yeah. statue and then when it shifted over, it looked like a Halloween adventure costume a little bit too much. But when it was all a white, sky, like with the scythe, it looked yeah. awesome. Uh, but also, yeah, when it got color, it looked like when they've run out of costumes and you're kind of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'll go with this one. It's not the one I want. I still like that one. I though. still enjoy I mean, the look of it. Yeah. I did also I- enjoy that when it fell out of the roof off of the thing, it legitimately it just explodes. Wild. <laughs> Almost as wild as when the old guy, the door is blocked. Again, these fucking yes. doors, he jumps through the door. And then he just gets up and he's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and uh, you want everyone else to be like, did you not explain you're a mutant? Like what? You're an X-Men? You yeah. have a power I didn't you know about? jumped through the door head first. <laughs> Insane. And it busted it open, dude. Insane. Uh, I mean, that would have like, that would have like, Killed him. Yes. <laughs> I would have, like, you know, given him a concussion nope. or something. Fuck it. Balsa wood doors, baby. <laughs> Did you notice that weird little... Speaking of Halloween, like, decorations. So when uh, the um, Grim Reaper is uh, chasing them out the window, as they're getting out of the window, in the side, there's, like, a little coffin with a little skeleton in it. My God. <laughs> Did you see that? I didn't. Halloween adventure. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe as one of their babies. Maybe as one of the like, oh, yeah, think about that was so it. That is sad. Baby that was a sad scene. Used, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I want uh, individual photos of you and me holding our Ouija board, just like Creighton has. <laughs> like where oh, they're just yeah. like, hey, that board. <laughs> He's just been posing it <laughs> with his shit. But also, yeah, I just love that they, again, needed to connect the dots in the lumpiest yeah. way ever. I loved the Evil Dead uh, uh, witchboard woman was basically this like the room getting more and more like a Watain or Behemoth like black metal like set like it felt yeah. like you could see the roadies bring it out to put like this the fucking things in front of their amps. Uh, I love that shit. Loved it. it Looks so cool. Uh, because then yeah. like yeah, the her head starts to split, so she gets them. Yeah, Carol gets her head. That's whose head split. I couldn't remember whose head split. Well, there's a couple of head splitting. Yeah, scenes there's the, a lot of head spider lady and yeah, um, and yeah, brain electricity. Yeah, her the animated static goes through the room. Yeah, and it's aging. Speaking of old, mm-hmm. it's aging everyone, Beetlejuice style. That's the crazy part. I mean, maybe it's because I was like, oh, old is on. Fuck it. I'm going to watch it because I thought of this. Because, yes, I have a note that's I have a note that says, boom, you're old. Welcome to the old beach. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, uh, and I also love that that guy really didn't have to get, do much to get that old because he was already old. The guy who busted yeah. through the door. <laughs> but he had enough. Okay, here's here's what my if theory, old was Jeff? based off of spookies? Let's just say that. Just think yes, about that. That's, we're yeah. saying it here first. Yep. Spookies. Spookies. Old. <laughs> Um, my theory is, so that corpse, uh, 
that is on the ground that they find earlier in the movie. Holding the witch board? Holding the witch board, and it's also holding uh, the vial of acid because they found out about acid, right? Right. So I think the original end of the movie was the older guy uh, crawls over to the skeleton, takes the acid from the skeleton's hand. Right. Tries, it throws it uh, at the uh, the possessed evil dead lady. Right. It destroys her, but then she, she zaps him in the eye, right? Right. With that weird thing. And... I think she's destroyed and everybody else is saved and they think, oh, we're, we're okay, we're okay. And they're leaving the house right in the car and then all of a sudden it turns out that the guy that she zapped in the eyes, the older guy, is possessed. Right. And that's the twist at the end of the movie, that's thriller fun. style. We don't know. Because that I footage is destroyed. Was... <laughs> but instead, they just all die. Yeah. And then we go back to uh, the Warlock scene. Delivering the most incelly line when he goes, oh, yeah. Torturing you, it's you who is torturing me. I'm not the creep, you're being the creep. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> just yeah. not cool. And then, so she goes straight to the dome with that ice pick, I think. Yep. The ice pick yep, from she the kid. In the head with the ice pack. Yeah. Glad ice they pick. got it. And then he puts an ice pack. Where the ice pick is, <laughs> yeah. um, he, she escapes. We get the third maybe uh, baby. Go, mama, yeah. mama. Uh, and so I, I, I love this song. Uh, I said it was like an up tempo disco Halloween ripoff song. Like it has yeah. like an Italian Halloween because there is like kind of the same types of movements in it. Um, it is. Uh, here are the two things I find very upsetting about this ending. Uh, because basically what happens is the, the bride escapes and then is uh, attacked and chased by zombies. Yes. Um, well, one, the general concept of that ending is just so upsetting. Like, after all that she has gone through. And, and at that point, I'm also thinking there's a possibility she had babies when she was like a corpse. So whatever, that's wild. And then it the weird part is like it's again it's not in like oh it should be like punching up for an ending sort of thing, but it's basically like that's that should be the ending of a comeuppance. Like right. it should be the warlock getting torn apart. So then you're like wait by his children, yeah. Yeah, by his children. To protect their mama. That's yeah. great. Protect mom. That is fantastic. But instead it's just her uh getting uh, her clothes ripped off. As Joba points out, surprising she's not naked in it because one, yeah. the box, they definitely, they got an artist who most people know the VHS box. Yeah. No, because this artist would draw like buxom women with like, you know, scantily dressed. And like this one was also naked in most of the like three or four other movies she did because I think her husband directed. It's like maybe like a kind of Bo Derek, like sort of John Derek situation. Oh, right. Graham Humphreys is the one uh, who did the box yes, art. Yes, that's it. Um, uh, shout out to our boy Noah Segan, by the way. Like I told him in text, I was listening to uh, You Must Remember This podcast. 
uh, did not realize that our friend Noah uh, from our uh, our our, our uh, Bronson bro is the voice of John Derrick in the episode oh, yeah. about Bo Derrick, which is pretty great. Uh, very fun to listen to them talk about Bolero and agree that it is just a fucking nightmare of a movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just upsetting when you start to think like, oh, what they were thinking is just like get the kind of like hot woman to be attacked. But then you're like, oh, but also on top of that kind of, you know, flawed logic that can happen in horror movies, she went through all of that to end up like maybe getting attacked and assaulted by zombies. Like, that's the end we came up with combined with it's the plus and minus of that song being so good. It felt like they were like, oh, shit. These guys wrote a good song. We need to use every second the of it. The whole yes. thing. So what it that goes on? Yeah. So long. So you're watching like three to four minutes of like this woman like escaping, getting attacked by zombies Which, again, escaping, getting attacked by zombies again. And and Jeff, we know how this works. So like we saw three to four minutes. That means they must have filmed yes thirty minutes, forty minutes, an hour of that. Yeah. And I oh I read something really bad on the IMDb page where uh, somebody who reviewed it or left a thing said that he was one of the kid zombies that he was like sixteen and he yeah, goes boy. and the director told us to rip off for you so you imagine I had a good time it's like shut grody up. not cool Ugh. yeah it's just a matter of like hasn't she been through enough in her life and then well, it ends kind with of this betrays the whole horror logic yeah. too right like you know like the final girl or like some kind of like weird justice and then you can kind of turn it at the end but like it i'll say weirdly and this isn't like a, a slight on vinegar syndrome but it's like that was where i was like oh this ending is the part that makes me like think about vinegar syndrome because it's like the the section of movies of like that happens when you're uh, we've talked about this before that like we both love like genre and exploitation but like i don't really give a fuck about fucking soft core and like you know like the hidden gems of the porn and like i like hearing about them i like reading a lot about them and like about how they're usually connected to horror movies and the different people kind of intercutting but like most of the time, if I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I don't need to watch half of, like, the Vinegar Syndrome. Like, like I don't really care about watching the Emmanuel movies, like, that whole world. Yeah. Uh, 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 and this feels, like, more of, like, in line with those types of uh, movies where it's, like, is does feel exploitative. Like, as, like, where we can watch no- nothing but exploitation movies, but then all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, this idea feels a little bit exploitative because it's just a bummer of, like, what else has she gone through? Combined yeah. with... We talked about how long the song is. The song legitimately has a tempo change. And you're like, oh boy, that's great (laughs) for a song. It makes me excited for a new version of this and where else the song will go. But you're like, oh no, it's going to keep going. (laughs) It's not going to wrap up in a nice, simple ending. But yeah, it's like, and, and, you know, him yelling, like, but don't you realize I've always loved you too? Like, sort of, like, it's just. So we find out that the cat, cat man can uh, also shape shift. Yeah, Catman can shapeshift because he's driving in the car that she's Catman can shapeshift. <laughs> Catman can shapeshift. Um, and then it ends. I was like, okay, so that was the Catman Wolf Boy. But then it ends with the warlock coming out of the mushy tomb from the beginning. Correct. And laughing. And then it ends on that. And it's like, that's a classic where, like, Makes sense, doesn't make any sense ending. Like he's reborn, 
But he has the hole in his head still, too. <laughs> right. So does he... Was his end goal to be reborn or for her to be reborn? For her. But, but that's the thing. And then he's like, fuck it. He got killed. Right. Again, he's an incel. Like, he's very, like, he's just like, well, if I can't have you, no one can. Like, sort of <laughs> bullshit. Uh, and then, yeah, he basically just comes out and laughs like it's the end of the thriller video. Uh-huh. And then kicks the credits and the song's great. <laughs> Like, yeah, love the song. And so weirdly, like, this is one where, like, again, much like old makes me be like, oh, man, don't take away maybe the things I liked it, like the ending being so dumb. Like, the the ending beyond the song is, uh, like, it's hard. The ending, I know we said that you have to follow the Joe Bob idea of turn your brain off and just go with it. You have to turn your brain off for the end to just be like, okay. <laughs> like, yep. don't, okay, I guess this is where we yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> don't think too much about the kind of sadness of what this idea means and just enjoy the ride you went on. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, 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 it's not in a, uh, licorice pizza sort of way which i finally watched and i did actually love it but and then i did have at the yeah i love the movie but then and at the end though i was like the first time where i was like oh okay i could see for this part why people would be upset but also you could read it in a different way and blah 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 and like is it kind of 70s like in their heads like is it true is it did it really happen did it happen like you know and does it play into the 70s uh, uncomfortableness that's like isn't that kind of sometimes the mark of a good movie that you're left like thinking like oh did I how did I feel about it this is kind of that opposite though this is those times where you're like the end you're just like yeah it's a little bit of a bummer <laughs> but you know what are you gonna do yeah uh, because that's part to me of genre and exploitation is like you can uh, again thinking about parts of licorice pizza it's like you can maybe not love certain parts of it but then like it the whole or like parts of it or yeah. like the whole after you think about etc. Like uh, you know there are there different are parts of licorice pizza I really loved, and then I was just the other parts I really didn't like. Yeah, and I think I but I, I and, still yeah, think and that it's a longer conversation of the like Bradley Cooper's the, the best Bradley Cooper's the great in it. it. But I really did yeah I did uh, I really enjoyed licorice pizza. I thought I actually thought I was like oh there's more going on in this than John Murray I love you but then he acted like there was like I was mm. like no I like the themes of this movie like what they're exploring like you know this kid's too yeah. fucking old for being so young she's fucking too young for being so old like you know and everyone is manipulating them like you know and oh, everyone's yeah. kind of an asshole uh but yeah either way uh spookies is uh enjoy that fucking ride like yeah it's uh it is fun man it is such a different weirder movie that i thought it was gonna be i enjoyed it growing up and even in college when i uh found a vhs copy and like and then downloaded on torrent sure and you know uh living in new york yeah. and stuff. it was just like one of those that i always and then it was uploaded to youtube and all that I, yeah, I just, I always had a soft spot for this movie, and uh, it's just always a fun watch for me. I think Noah and his wife Allison tried to watch it because I had recommended it, uh-huh. and they got like halfway through and turned it off. I get it. That's the other part, they had too. Fun. They had fun. I mean, because I, I got a text from Allison all of a sudden, just like out of nowhere, being like, happy birthday, Billy. And I was <laughs> like, oh, cool, you're watching it. And then she was like, yeah, we couldn't 
<laughs> we couldn't make it. But it's also maybe become somewhat the motto of the Canon Bros is uh again, I keep I think I keep crediting it to Jay, but just the idea of like I wouldn't recommend it, but you should watch it. Like yeah. because in general, for almost all the movies we cover, it's like depending on even for me, like uh, like spookies, like if I wasn't in the right mood, I'd be like, oh, this is one of those types of kind of like crappier like horror movies I don't feel like watching sometimes. Uh but I also honestly watching, I was like, oh, this is one of the reasons that we do this podcast, because I was like, uh, I think in my brain, I was like, I wonder if Spookies is one of those movies that like, because you saw it as a young kid, that's the thing that it gets away with. But then I also was like, no, 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 no. Like, Frank also likes the like, it's like, you can kind of like differentiate when it is like, I like this because of nostalgia. And actually, I like this because of nostalgia. And... It is a wild movie. Like it's like you know, yeah. like there's a there's a a different layer to Spookies. It's a wonder. It it's really a wonder of a like, movie. Yeah. Um. And and uh, production is important. I think like the production stories help for genre because uh it just helps to uh, of like how that message how it's getting delivered throughout um is pretty amazing. I wouldn't hold it in high esteem if it weren't for those effects. Yeah. Yeah, it really like it would be lost to time if it were just kind of like crappy effects and just like without the surprising effects and without especially realizing it was a 16 year old, the the amount of uh, thrown together would start to add up too much because yeah, yeah, the exactly. acting is annoying. Like it's like they're all so cartoony, like in a way that neither and of the, us love most of the time. And the production choices, too, when he does the Monty Hall thing. Yeah. And you hear actual game show music play. Yeah. And you're like, why? You don't need to have that. Yeah, there's and dumb it, choices. Even the cinematography is closer to, like, it makes sense to me that a little bit Abel Ferrari, like, it's just, like, a little bit, right. like, it could edge into just, like, gross-looking, like, like yeah. and how the, the there's something in sometimes lighting that can just make me be like, mm, this is the type of low-budget film I don't want to watch all the time. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there is one part I... Uh, I forgot to mention when the cat person is chasing Billy, the music for that part uh-huh. is it sounds like the 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 like the Seinfeld keyboard <laughs> a little bit because they keep going. Bow, bow, yes, bow, bow, yes, bow, 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 for every like movement that he makes. Yeah, bow, 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 and it's so distracting because it's still like. Bow, 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 bow. The music is just like this movie. Sometimes there's these like amazing choices, and sometimes yeah. you're just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> huh, yeah. Oh, do you want to read the taglines? Oh wait, what is the tag? I got the tag. Yeah, I got the taglines, but I'm at- okay. So the taglines for this were the ultimate in fright and fun. <laughs> if you and like here's farts, another yeah. one. It is written: evil will inherit the earth, and laughter will echo throughout the universe. Wow, the po- okay. I think that yeah. Is there others? Because I just have a thought. Yeah, there's, tag- oh, there's more. Give me, give it to me. Gremlins chased you. Ghoulies terrified you. Now beg for your life. Oh man, spookies. So that's doing a fucking almost like uh, goofy meets uh, uh, goofy narration style meets uh, that popcorn trailer I was talking about. Oh yeah, <laughs> a night of unrelenting terror. They want your blood. <laughs> the spookies are coming. Those are it. Those last couple are 
we have 20 movies. Which one do we want to throw those on? Because they don't apply to literally anything. They're just like words. And yeah. I love that. It is weird to me, unless like it was from like later on, like the VHS taglines, but like the humor was intentional. Like they wanted you to think it was funny, which makes it extra odd. Like it's like, yeah. it, it does like, it gives it this flavor that's like, I'm like kind of like because it is a little evil deadish in that yeah. sense. But then you're also reminded that Sam Raimi is actually funny <laughs> and that yes, this guy exactly. is a pull my finger because it is just yeah. like it reeks of that it was only this one guy who wanted jokes and no one else wanted them. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like anyone wants them to happen when they're happening, which is pretty. He great. wanted the hand puppet guy. Yes. Wanted, yeah. Oh man, Spookies! What a wild ride. But does fit. I mean, we'll get to it with our rating in a, one second. But uh, I think part of it too was like when we would bring it up, I'd be like, almost in a different way of like how you sometimes are like, all right, Jeff, like this isn't really yeah. a canon. You just like this movie. It's an action movie that's too good. In this version, I was like, wait, but this is like maybe a different production style company. But as soon as I started, I was like, no, no, no. This could be at least an acquisition in the realm of, as you said, Hard Rock Zombies. Like, yeah. you know, even like production wise like it's certainly not as serious as schizoid or schizoid that's what we hospital were massacre earlier. right yeah or hospital massacre or exactly uh, but New it Year's lives Eagle. in that world like of like yeah we're gonna touch upon some horror but like it also feels like you couldn't imagine menachem being like it's gonna be hilarious and scary it's gonna be everything and yeah. then like, it's our gremlins. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like, our yes. This will be our gremlins, and we'll also win an Oscar. And you're like, wait, what? What's going on, Menachem? <laughs> like, and all of a sudden he's trying to get fucking Dudikoff in there or something. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, on a scale of one to ten of canon, how can this could have been a canon? I want to hear your thought on this first. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a six point five. Okay, yeah, that's about where I was at, yeah. Just because I think it's... uh, I think a lot of times when we think about could have been a canons, we're almost always thinking about uh, movies that would hit in Austin's latest book, uh, The Canon Film Guide, like the second volume. Like, I think usually we're thinking about the heart of canon, and we don't often think about could have been a canon of like, no, they existed for a while and they did different styles and had different acquisitions. And yeah. if we could watch Hard Rock Zombies and be like, oh, I'm surprised I enjoy this, but also is this a canon? Like, it's shocking that it's like related. Hospital Massacre, yeah. like at slash X-Ray, like Schizoid, all of them don't completely feel like the canon we're thinking about when we started this podcast. Exactly. But the uh it does fit into that era even though it's closer to it's in the era that uh, we're kind of thinking of the heart of but the uh the way it was put together and produced is so canon you know what i mean absolutely so yeah 6.5 i'm going with i mean where are you at i'm at uh 6.5 as well yeah uh i feel like you're right. It's like right there in that hospital massacre, schizoid type of feeling to me. And even more so of like production interference and just like all these things trying to make the movie happen. And it, it feels like kind of a direct release kind of canon type of video yeah. thing, you know, it, it or acqui- it was 
acquired, right. but then also went straight to video, like kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it, 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 I think it has Canon elements for sure. It's missing a couple of other Canon elements, but I think it's like, yeah, 6.5 or seven. No, 6.5 feels right. Yeah. I think it's right in that sweet spot, but it's great. But I have, I, yeah, I have a soft spot for this movie. I'm glad you finally got to see it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's super fun. I'm glad Joe Bob covered it too. That really like it felt like it sealed the deal. Like, okay, this is this is gonna be something. And it was. Spookies is something <laughs> in its own world. <laughs> which is fun. That's I that's it's you know, like for it being a movie that rips off so many things, it also lives in its own weird little world, which oh, is yeah. fun. Uh so yeah. Hope you enjoyed that spookies, baby. Get on it. Watch spookies, don't watch old. Uh, but I mean, uh, where can people find us, Frank? On Instagram and Twitter at the Canon Canon. Second Canon is one in. And you can get on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Canon Canon. Sign on up. Get these could have been a Canon's early. Get, uh, uh, you know, all of our bonus stuff. We really appreciate anyone who signs up. Go get our T-shirts at T Public with the logo. Uh, uh, I think they look dope. So until next week. I'm Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Hale. This is The, the Canon. Canon. Spookies. Spookies.